Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Infuse with Flight. Today I am pleased to welcome the incredibly talented artist Sabrina Brookman, otherwise known as Sasa Elabea on Instagram. She is an Argentinian female entrepreneur and illustrator who lives and works in Tel Aviv. She is an amazing illustrator and her works entail quotes that strike the balance of sassy but empowering, empathetic and yet aware of our own energy. You can purchase her artwork, her artwork in the form of iPhone cases, cards, clothes, and some of my personal favourite phrases from her illustrations are Nobody Asked, Volume 3, and then a picture of a trash can that says Unsolicited Opinions from Random People. The focus of today is going to be about transitioning and how to transition into the person that you want to become and I believe you are currently working on this theme on your illustrations, which we will explore soon. But first of all, thank you so much for joining us, Sasa, and, and thank you for being here. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, I'm really thrilled. So do you want to tell us, just before we sort of get into the real depths of the podcast, can you tell everyone a little bit about the journey to now? and how you started on this path and, and into these illustrations? Well, I started a long time ago. Uh, as a child, I loved to draw. This was like an activity that we were performing daily with my sister, she's also an artist. She works with ceramic. And it was like uh, something that we used to do almost every day to sit in the dining table and draw. <laughs> Um, so it started back then and then I decided to go to university and study industrial design even though I was like drawing all my life like at school teachers would hate me because I was always drawing <laughs> then when I started university at least I could draw there um, industrial design was very interesting because it was a little bit of a technical approach of also illustration also design composition well you know it's like creating products and objects but it was not so much what i wanted to do 100 percent. but my call was more to communicate and so i decided to study a little bit of a graphic design i did like small classes mm -hmm. i studied shoe design um in design uh, fashion design also like i did a few courses in the meantime, because I wanted to know where I was uh, going, what was my approach, my favorite approach, let's say. So I took that time to learn and to understand myself better. Then with the time, I started working in the field of uh, furniture design. And then I decided that I did, really didn't like industrial design. It's fun. It's interesting. I learned a lot. But it was not 100% uh, what I wanted to do. So I decided to, to start exploring more graphic design and illustration. So go more for that side. And I started doing graffiti in the streets, like to do street art with like a group of new friends that I met from life, let's say. Um, I started to go to different class, uh, to different um, conferences in the field. Uh, with motion graphic artists and people that were doing interesting stuff. And I got more and more deep into the world of uh, graphic design and character design. That's what I was doing uh, back in 2007 when I started. So I started doing like 
different prints, stickers, um, art for the house. It's basically what I'm doing now, but like it was less polished. Yeah. Also, the style was evolving with the time. Um, so the journey, the, the, let's say, more professional journey started in 2007 when I decided to open my first Flickr account. Well, my Flickr account, that was like uh, the Instagram back then. Yep, I remember. Yes, for sure. Everybody had the Flickr. <laughs> so, well, I was drawing and I was posting mostly my drawings. I was like basically creating content for that platform. Um, there, there was no Facebook. Like, at least I didn't have Facebook. I was pretty late for that. Then, well, I started like every time that there's a new platform, I basically join it. So I create the content for the people all since the beginning. I, I always like to do it. That was always my, let's say my, my crowd. I'm, I'm happy to deliver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Excellent. Yeah. Basically it's evolved from that, from the feedback of the people and from, from my connection to what I want to do. Excellent. So how have you found your productivity during COVID? Have you been more creative? less creative how has this time been for you it's been hard but as usual when when facing a crisis you know growing up in argentina we faced so many crises like even i remember when i was like 15 and going through really hard times economically and socially like really really bad times so I'm kind of used to that and you get very creative in the times of more crisis. And I see that most of the Argentinians that I know, if you don't have a job or you suddenly have to, to accommodate to, to new situations, if you have to adapt really fast, we have that in us. So we always have like a second option, like plan B that we can like change, like ninja moves, you know? Yep. So yeah. this is something that we can do um, I think most of the Argentinians like this is something that I can generalize in because uh, yeah it's kind of like the way we approach the things so when this started of course I had some savings I always have some savings I don't like to be very tight with my money I'm like very careful with that because if you're an entrepreneur you have to have savings that's like a rule Otherwise, you will be stressed and that's not fun. Uh, better get a job for that. So I, I, I was fine economically, which is like the first priority to be creative in order to be free. Yeah, um, yeah because if you don't So have, when it's... Oh, sorry, you go. Sorry? Oh, no, just, I was just saying that when you don't have that... The, if you have the stress of money, it does block you creatively because of the, the stress. Then you can't let it flow yes. because it's a different... Energy. Yes, and you also, you're going to create to sell something. You're going to try to convince people to buy something from you, which is not fun. Not at a different uh, altogether, yeah. Yeah, people will not enjoy your content. You will not enjoy making it. So as I'm saying, better get a job for that. And then... Um, when when everything started, it was very confusing. Nobody understood. We got into lockdown and it was like uh, very intense because we were like, with my boyfriend, we were already working from home, but he was without a job. So it was like a really weird situation, like a really strange um, 
too much time of being inside of a small apartment. Like in this city, the, the apartments are, are quite small. Yeah. Um, but we are lucky we have a, like a nice park in front of the house, like a backyard. So I was being able at least to connect a little bit with the nature. We have like, it's a really nice park. They're oh. like animals and stuff. So it's really, really nice. Um, so that was my outlet and doing sports. That was like the only way that I kept uh, my brain functioning, doing sports and going out a little bit. Yeah. And it was like a transitioning, let's say, because you have to see, I'm always like not aware of the news, not aware of what's happening. But in these kind of situations, you can't be so unaware. You can't be in your own bubble. Yeah. And then like the, the content has to match the vibe, the general vibe. Yeah, absolutely. I like that you put up uh, an illustration that said cancelled plans for 2020. I was like, that's right. So it is reflecting yeah. in that. And I, I do enjoy that you bring that sense of humour, you know, that lightness, because it, you know, we, we definitely need that during this time. So I guess yeah. my next question to you is, do you think your personality is a little bit like your artwork? Are you a little bit cheeky? Are you a little bit sassy? <laughs> well, for sure. I, I'm sure that I am. Sometimes it's uh, easier for me to, to let it out in my illustrations because when I'm too much like I am, <laughs> people don't get it. So sometimes so it's, it's not so well received. Not, not by everybody. Um, so it's easier for me, like, instead of talking, just to do it in an illustration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's much easier so, to let the pictures do Yes, because, because if you're talking to your family and then you're like, hey, I didn't ask for your opinion. I am like that. I, I say that. <laughs> and not everybody like it. <laughs> yeah. So then where do you get your inspiration from? Like from family, friends? Because there is a very distinctive voice about your style, which, which I love. It's like, it's a perfect blend of sassy but at the same time, it's also very empathetic and about being in touch with yourself and your own self-esteem, self-worth and boundaries. So I was wondering, is that, yes. from, do you draw from, do you have inspiration? Is that from family? So where does that come from? Well, it comes from life itself. Um, Sometimes I'm too much in my world, too much in my bubble, too much on, on spirituality. And some days I'm more um, to the ground, let's say, more, more like aware of what's happening around me. So I connect with the vibe. And I like, like the fact that I live in the city makes me have a lot of interactions during the day. So I have interactions with people that I know and interactions with people that I don't know. So these people also inspire me. Um, let's say, I don't know, here people give you opinions of everything. So that's why it inspired me the unsolicited opinions from random yeah. people. Because sometimes yeah. you can just like be in the supermarket and somebody commenting on whatever, your hair, your tattoos, and you're like, but even if it's nice you. or not nice. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's too much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I love your artwork and you know, I've got one on my laptop and it's like, yep, that's right. Nobody asked you. <laughs> so it's, yes, it's, uh, you can get away with a lot of things I find in uh, cartoons. So I 
am a writer and have worked in film and TV and I have noticed that you can get away with an incredible amount more in, in animation, cartoon, illustration, which I like. I like that you can yeah. push the boundaries a little bit. Yes. Yes. All right. So you wanted to talk about transforming and becoming the person you want to be and how you get there. Yeah. And you did say, is this something that you're working on and trying to produce and show through your work at the moment? Well, I think I'm going through that um, period of my life. So it might get reflected on my illustrations. Like the thing is that when I'm in the, in the moment, in the process, I can't see it from outside. But when I see it, like the, the future me sees the past me in my illustrations, I see what I was going through back then. Yeah. Which I think it's very interesting. I think it can be reflected there were a few posts, posts that I made related to that, that uh, you can make changes and you don't have to, uh, to explain anybody about it. You don't have to apologize for changing. You don't have to be the same person that you were before. You don't owe that to anybody. And if you want to change, you have to do it for yourself. I think that's like a, the main approach for me on changing and becoming the person that you want to be. Because sometimes we have an image, let's say my past image of the future me was different than the future Im image of the future me. I don't know if it's clear. Yeah, we're always changing. Something I always say to everyone is that I can change several times in a day. Like we are constantly evolving and I'm going For through sure. spiritual journey myself at this moment and it's very fast rapid learning about myself and and COVID has allowed me time to be very reflective and to yeah and like you said you know spend time who do I want to be and and how do I get there and I think with your illustrations it's a good stepping stone to shift how people think and what they say to themselves yes sometimes it's not so much about changing what people think for me, my approach is uh, more, I, I give these messages to myself and I share them with the world because I think we are all going through similar situations. And that's something that it's like a wave of sensations that we're having, especially right now that we are all facing mostly the same um, with, the, with the pandemic. It's... Uh, everybody starts to feel kind of the same. If you were not so connected with what was happening, now you are more. You are more aware because the situation worldwide, not only that, it's, there's, there's so many things happening right now. And you can't be unaware. When, when important things are happening, you can't be blind or deaf about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think this time has given people a lot of time for personal growth. And, yeah. and a lot of people are being more creative and they have got more time to, to indulge in their creative art. So have you started drawing up some loose ideas or illustrations for this, this topic? Have you started brainstorming or fiddling around? Well, I write every day on, I have like a journal that I basically write every single day, two pages. So some things like if i have some idea i 
draw it and I write it the same day and I publish it. Otherwise, if I see it the day after, if I see even a drawing that doesn't have any phrase on it, if I publish it the day after, it's just not uh, relevant anymore. It, no. There's some kind of energy on the same day that affects the way I see the things that day and tomorrow will be different. So it has to be something I start, I finish the illustration and the text and I publish it and no double thinking. There's yeah. no time to hesitate. So I'm like always in the works, let's say, because I can't stop uh, observing society. I can't stop uh, observing also reality and also spirituality because for me it's like parallel words that are kind of together. Yeah. I so, want, yeah. I wanted to ask you about your spirituality and practices. Do you think maybe you will incorporate some of them, like, I don't know, like yoga or meditation or like crystal? Like, do you think you'll have more of that imagery coming through the illustrations, maybe? Well, I don't know because the images that inspire me are not always uh, images that are spiritual. Yeah. I, I, do practice uh, spirituality, spirituality. Let's say, I don't know if it's, that's even a word. I meditate and I write. I do like this creative kind of, it's like kind of a creative writing because I, I write about things that I want them to happen as if they are going yeah, on right now. Yeah. 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 And I read a lot of spirituality, but sometimes I don't really connect with it. With the, with the art that is related to that subject. And I also live in a city. I also, I'm a person that I love fashion. So I like to incorporate that on me, yes. on my art. I, I, I want to put that um, stamp, that style, because this is me also. And I'm not only all about yoga and all about spirituality. I'm also like a person that likes other things in the in the material world, let's say. Yeah, you have many different aspects like all of us. So yeah. it, it is also good to, I think when you are a creative person, it can be really easy for everything to bleed everywhere. Like, I think it is good what you've raised to keep, keep some parts private and separate because mm. they are for you and for your own mental health so that you then can do the creative steps and the process to have the energy to do the work that you want to put out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly that your messaging is very authentic. And I think something that I really admire is artists who have an authentic voice. So I'm always striving to, to do that I mean no one's perfect <laughs> we all we all don't do that but do you have any tips for listeners who are creative or who are trying to cultivate being more authentic with themselves being well I think the most important thing is not to think too much about likes and follows and not it's hard because right now everything is like online and you think that because an account has more followers, more engaging, more, more people, more eyes. It's, it's better, but it's not true. Some, it's sometimes you have better interactions with less people. For me, I, I have a great community and there's a lot of people, but I think people that have less followers shouldn't be worried about 
having a lot of followers because that's not the point. You can have 20 people. If, if, if these 20 people are really engaged with what you're doing, it's much better than having like a million of people that are ignoring you. Yeah, so exactly. that's on the first way or the first point. The second point is that you don't have to create for the feedback, for the likes, also very hard because every time you take a picture, you think like, are people going to like it or not? Should I wear this or not? Is this flattering for me or not? But how do you feel? It's so much more important. Like maybe I can feel good wearing all black and maybe people will like colorful clothes this season. And I don't know. I can't dress for all the people around me because some people will like it and some people will not like it. Yeah. So it's the same with the creations, with any creation, because I think dressing is creating also. You're creating an image for yourself. With everything, I think if you do it for you and if you do it for, for the good feeling of it, but not only the, main, the mental, the mind feeling of it, but with all your body. I was talking about this yesterday with my boyfriend. I was telling him that when I draw, even if I could have like a machine that, could, that will take my brain and make a drawing, without the part of me doing it, I would like reject that because I love the doing. I, I, I love, I have passion on the drawing itself. I like the process. I like to see it happening through me. So that's something that you have to connect with because otherwise you're just a machine of making, making, making. Yeah. Um, and, and not doing Nobody it. will connect with that. Yeah. And I call that not operating from your heart space. Like if you're not doing it for the passion and the love, yeah. And we're all guilty of it sometimes, I think, of like putting something out there with a different intent. But I agree. I think, and people can tell. I think people who yeah. are engaged and switched on, they know when you're just doing it. Yeah. They can spot it. Everyone's so savvy these days that you would lose followers, I suspect, if, if you did that. So thank you for sharing, for sharing that. I wanted to ask maybe a boring question, but for the artists out there, so what is your software tools set up? Are there any cutting edge programs that you are using at the moment? Yes, I work with an iPad. I have the iPad Pro, but I think the regular iPad works as well. And I use the software is Adobe Draw, which is a free source or I don't know, free download. I know how to call it from uh, Adobe. It's really nice to use. It's much harder to use than Procreate, but it's more genuine. The trace doesn't get corrected. So I like it because of that. It takes more time to draw and it's, it looks less, uh, I don't know, less polished, let's say. Yeah. But still, um, I like it as a tool. It's, it's more like drawing with like, it's like real, not paper, but like, it's like, it feels like you're drawing it on a um, glass wow. with like colors and stuff. So I like that program and I edit on Illustrator and I have, I created a font with like, it's like an online uh, platform that you can like upload it. And so I have three fonts that I made for yeah. my post. And sometimes I don't use the font. Sometimes I draw the, the text also. Yeah. But yeah, not so many tools. Really simple. Yeah, I think that's a good point to keep it simple. We can overcomplicate 
especially in a creative process. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's good to bring it back to basics. Um, yeah, it has to be easy. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you won't do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, something I wanted to talk about was energy. And yeah. a lot of your illustrations talk about, you know, um, don't fuck with my energy and mm -hmm. protect your energy. So I wanted to talk about our energy and being mindful of it. And I feel as an empathetic person, I have energy leakage, like my energy goes everywhere all the time. So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about how do you look after your energy? Well, I think my way it's to focus. Um, that's the, the main the main tool. Focus, but not, not only focus with the eyes, not only focus with the mind, focus basically with all your body. Like if you're going for a workout, if you're going for a run, if you're walking around, do it with all your body and really feeling the feeling of it, really like enjoying it. Um, and also, let's say if you're in the city and you see something that you don't like, don't put your focus there or, or even to talk to people that, you, like as you say, they, they take out your energy, basically. Um, that's like something that I do. I avoid talking to people that are negative. I even avoid to talk to people that I don't know. Like if I'm in the street and somebody stops me and asks me for something, I usually... I will skip the conversation. I will be, if, of course, if they are asking me where's the street or something like that, I might answer. But in general, I I try to to answer with my with my hand <laughs> and a smile because I I just I'm not interested in talking. And here it happens a lot. Like you can go to the beach and a guy will start talking to you and ask you to have coffee or something. And I'm just like. I'm not interested. I want to waste your time. Don't waste my time. Yeah, Let you me be with stay, myself. You want to stay in your bubble, in your protective space, I guess. Yes. Yeah. If if I'm open to talk, I will talk and it will be fun for sure. But if I don't want, I'm not going to do it for the other person. So in general, it's that. It's the, it's the focus. Like if I'm in the beach and I'm like focusing on the sunset and really enjoying, I don't want to spend that time to talk to a person that I don't know and I might not enjoy the conversation either so yeah because it takes you away from the present moment like being yeah being now present um thank you for sharing that as well so you talk about fashion a lot and that seems to be a big part of your life who are people that inspire you any designers any what what in the fashion world excites you at the moment well right now I'm in the process of going uh, fully on buying secondhand clothes. So I, I like, um, I'm very minimalistic on my wardrobe and I'm very classic. I, I used to wear a lot of colors when I was younger and now I'm transitioning to have more key pieces, things that will last more time. I don't buy fast fashion as much as I used to. Like I can go to Zara and buy a white t-shirt because sometimes it's hard to find exactly what you want in the secondhand shop. But usually I'm, I get very inspired by the secondhand shopping, especially when it's the charity shops. I, I love that the money goes to, to charity. Yeah. Um, it's like thrift, thrift shopping. I don't know how you call it yeah, in Australia. Yeah, thrift shopping and like vintage shopping. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, more of the charity aspect of it. I really like it. 
uh, we have really good uh, good places here to buy and the money goes fully to to create shelters for for women and there have like different uh, different approaches which i feel that is amazing and i found really great pieces there like helmut lang uh, wow <laughs> pants and yeah i found max mara pants the other day and i'm like what <laughs> yeah, I need to like, nothing. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's great i i have a really good eye for for fabrics because my my i grew up surrounded by fabrics uh, my grandmother and my grand-grandfather they were like working with fabrics and, and clothing so I know the qualities. So it's very easy for me to spot an amazing linen or something. You know, I can like touch it and I'm like, okay, this. And then I see the brand and then if it's on my size, amazing. So it's much more fun, the experience than, you know, going to Zara and the people that, that, that work there, they just don't like to be there. I, at least here. I don't know how it's in other countries here. They really don't enjoy it. And the people that work in the volunteer in the charity shops, they are always in the best mood. And it's, yeah. a, it's just such a nice experience. Yeah. And a completely different energy, like how you are using your money. Like the whole transaction is, is completely different, different experience. Yes. To give a new life. And I take also a lot of clothes there. So I feel yeah. that I'm giving and taking from the right people, you know? Yeah. It's a nice cycle to give, to give and take, like you said, a nice balance. Yeah. Um, I also really appreciate in your illustrations because I am 38, but yet I still struggle with my body image and probably my favorite aspect of your work is the, the self-love illustrations and you had a beautiful one of a rose which is my favorite flower and has a very high vibration of love that says we are all healing so i wanted mm -hmm. you to maybe talk about where did the interest for doing the body image illustrations come from because they are beautiful and they're very positive and i just wanted you to talk maybe a little bit about how you feel about that now and what you want people to take away from those messages? Well, I think the, the image of the body changes a lot since I was a teenager. We are almost the same age. So we experienced that time where you had to be really, really skinny. And it was a little bit of a struggle for me. Also coming from Argentina, that girls are really, really small. And yeah. I grew up and I was like a little bit bigger. And I'm like, still, I'm like, I don't I like, know, I'm, I like I'm a taste. medium here. Yeah. <laughs> In Argentina, I'm like extra large sometimes. So it's really weird. Like I, I, I remember having the same t-shirt from Argentina was extra, extra large. And in Germany was a small. So it's that's the parameter crazy. that I'm talking about. Yeah, sizes are crazy all over the world. Yeah, but for me growing up, it was like a little bit hard because I was bigger. And I'm still quite small you know I, I don't see myself as a huge person but I was perceived as big you know yep. and that um, that was really hard for me to when while growing up I um, I mean I never had like a eating disorder or something I was always working out and I developed a really healthy healthy full habits because in my house there was no such a thing we had like chocolates and uh, <laughs> pringles and a lot of bad things we were eating 
<laughs> my mom didn't really know about food. So I basically studied a little bit. My sister also, um, we, we started like eating much better and healthy and to move the body. That was also not, not so much of a thing, but I, I liked um, to, to roller to roller skate and I was doing also volleyball. I was always moving. I did ballet also. I did all kinds of things. So I developed a nice uh, nice habits, but still I had until let's say not so long ago, I had a bad image of my body. I didn't really know how to how to manipulate it in order to feel my best. Let's say. Yeah, I agree with that. So I didn't really know what to, how to work out, what to do, and then when I started doing yoga, I started connecting much better in the in the healthy way, like how the body stores emotions and stuff like that. When I do Yin yoga, it's amazing. Like, oh, that's my I can favorite. see. Yes. Yes. So I think everybody should do Yin yoga once a week. It's yes. so good. Because. Normal, like yoga that is vinyasa would make me angry or very uh, energetic and I need to calm yeah. down. Like I need to... Yeah. So yin yoga is amazing for that. Yes. And also the fact that you discover, let's say you are like in some hip opening position like pigeon pose or something and then you feel this pain that you know that is anger and you're like, oh, what is this anger coming from? And other things that happen... And then when you seal with a meditation or something, it, it, it becomes like you understand so much in one class. It's like an hour and a half of, okay, I got it. This and is what I have to work on. Yeah. And you have to breathe through it. You have to stay in that position. So you're like, well, I'm stuck here now. So I need to yeah. deal with what's coming up. It's very powerful. And a lot of emotions pass really quickly. So I am in agreement with you. Yin yoga has, I haven't been doing yoga a little bit lately, but it really helps me drop back into my body because I spend so much time in my head, which is, you know, yeah. that is not good for my body image when I'm in my head all the time. For sure. Also the body image, it's like something that we perceive when we see the mirror. And then when you see the pictures of that trip that you wear with the swimsuit and you were so thinking about oh, how do I look with this swimsuit I don't think I look good and then you see the pictures and you're like I, I actually look good what was wrong with me yeah. and I think in every stage of my life I'm a little bit self-aware of stuff and then I, I just now I'm, I'm like I'm, I look amazing I started to talk to myself like that you know I look fucking amazing I, I'm sorry I can can I say that yeah, of course you can swear. You can oh, talk okay. to <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I, I feel that um, that I started to talk to myself in that way. And I started doing um, the exercises that I enjoy the most and the ones that are the best for my body shape. Like I know what muscle I need to work more in order for me to feel better and to look better. Because sometimes when you look better for you, you feel better. It's not about uh, what other people will think about how thick is my arm. It's about me, how I feel about that arm or that whatever. What part, I don't know, when you put a tattoo on your skin, you also feel that that will embellish you. Or when you put makeup or when you decide not to put makeup, this is all, these are all decisions of you making yourself feel better of, about yourself. So I started more focusing on, on that, on that uh, 
basically giving myself what what I feel that I need and what makes me feel good. Yeah. And I think the society is changing more to that. Like, I can't say about teenagers because I'm not in, in contact with any kids or teenagers in my life. I have no idea what they are thinking right now. But I think older generations that are the ones that are going to form the next generations because, you know, when I talk to my to my family, to my uh, cousins in Argentina, they, I form an, opi- an opinion and I share it with them. And I think we can connect kind of in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not with them all the time, but I think what we are doing, the work that we are doing with ourselves as, as this generation that grew up in the 80s, 90s. So we, we are also manipulating a little bit the, the, the way the, the kids see the world. Yeah. It's, um, I was going to ask your audience, though, and your demographic. Do you have a lot of teen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a lot of teenage, 20-year-old, surely? Because it's so fun. I'm sure it would appeal to them. <laughs> uh, mostly it's from 25 to 34. Okay. 30, 25 to 35. Yeah, that's like uh, the, the audience, mostly women from that age. I have, um, after that, I have the, the one before, I don't know, from 25 to 20, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how is the, <laughs> the age groups, but something like that. I was just like curious that. because I feel like your illustrations um, can reach such a wide audience. So I feel like when you were like, you don't have any teenagers and things around you, I was like, I bet your art still connects and communicates to like a younger, a younger demographic. Well, I think they, they, they might be interested. I don't know if they get to see what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, because the accounts that share my things are more, more, a little bit more grown up accounts. Like, I don't know if people that, I don't know if kids that are 18 are watching what I'm doing. Yeah. Hopefully I don't know. Not. Maybe they, they are. <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> Maybe after this they will be. I, um, yeah. I, I, because I feel like um, a lot of younger let's call them young women are much more sure of themselves and that reminds me of your illustrations like a little bit like don't you fuck with me I know what I want I know (laughs) I know what I'm doing and I I love that aspect of your work so hopefully we can uh indoctrine the the younger generation to have those attitudes (laughs) yes I'm sure they are more unapologetic than we were yes that's the word that age yeah definitely um, and so what about the future for you? Do you have anything in the pipeline? Like, do you do exhibitions? Do you know where your work is heading? Any new things? Or are you just well, I wanted to do exhibitions, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, do do I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. I don't even know if I'm going to see my family, you know. Like, I haven't seen them in a very long time. And I don't know when are we going to meet, how... Like they can't leave the country. I can't leave the country. We're like, okay, let's wait and see. I wanted this year to do exhibitions around the world, but it didn't happen. I wanted to travel to one country every, well, we are very well located here. I wanted to go to a, to a different country every month Yeah. because I can go like three days to Prague. You know, it's like really, really easy. Yeah. So I started like that January and February. I went to two places two different countries i went on a ski trip and i was like okay this is my year i will travel 
No. <laughs> it was like a shut the door. <laughs> but I keep thinking it's all for a reason. There must be a reason why. So I believe in timing. So there, there probably will be for sure, yeah. time for your exhibition. I, I would like to do that. I would like to do exhibitions. I would like to participate in more um, more activities like interchanging with Paul. Like right now I have a project that I, I thought about it uh, the other day because there's a girl that she just came. She just arrived now from Argentina also. And she's also an entrepreneur. She has like this uh, bakery um, um, small business. Yeah. So I, I want to support, so I'm going to take a pictures with my, with my uh, products. And I thought to create a hashtag supported by Sasa. Yeah. So I think that's like a nice initiative for this time. Yeah. So I, I think that I'm kind of like adapting to the times because yeah. there's no other option. Collaborating is always, is always nice, I think. And, and being part of the art community as well, like being yeah. involved in that. But you did touch on... Um, obviously you are an entrepreneur and a female entrepreneur, which is my favorite kind. Do you want to share <laughs> some, maybe some tips and some insights for other business women out there, maybe listening to this or not just necessarily women, but can you share some of the things that you would like to pass on to them? Well, it depends on uh, what's the product of the person or the service that the person is giving. Because for me, um, working with clients, let's say, was not so much of a nice experience. I didn't enjoy it so much. Uh, but if that's what you do, if you work with clients, um, then my point of view with working with clients is not to say yes to everything, just because you're afraid of if you say no, that was the, the last option. That in general is with everything. But let's say with, when you work with clients, don't settle for things that you are not expecting. Don't settle for works that you don't want to do. Don't do things that you don't want to do just because you're afraid of expecting for what you really want to do. Yeah. That's like the, the, the first thing that I would say. Uh, for people that are offering a, a product, more like the thing that I'm doing, I mean, my, my graphics were used to be more like a service in the past. Now... I'm dedicating my time to create content and with this content, I want to create products and I like to work with Redbubble because Redbubble is a platform that works with the sustainability as much as they can. They, they are like working with a footprint, um, carbon footprint to reducing the carbon footprint as much as they can. And I like to work with this kind of, um, also if I do a collaboration, I will work with a sustainable brand. Yeah. So for me, it's, um, it's very important if you are going to, to do something to align that to your values. And right now, the values should be sustainable. Like if you are compromising the planet, I don't think nobody will start a business now. I hope not. Absolutely. That compromises the planet or that compromises the environment or the people around you or that... Okay. That you know that the people that are working, they are not in the best conditions. Like don't, don't manufacture in places that yeah, you know right. that people are being like not paid enough and don't take out from the land. Like it's, you know, like there's nothing around it. Mind about, be mindful about animals. Like I think all these things are have, have to be some, 
have to be in the values. Now it's not time to think only about the money. Like the planet already showing us. Stop thinking only about making money because what are you going to do with money if you can't drink the water in the planet, you know? Money is just a paper. Yeah, exactly. And we all need to be conscious now, you know, yeah. and so that's a really, really important point. And also, yeah, don't, I guess, don't waver. If, if people are trying to pull you or manipulate you out of your out of your morals and your values, that's, you know, that it can be very testing and very difficult, but, you know, staying true and in your own power and your own sovereignty is also very important. So, yes, I wrote once that, that sometimes no is like a really powerful word. And when you say no, you're open, you're opening yourself to so many other possibilities. It's the same on the dating scene. It's the same on if you're going to move into an apartment, the neighborhood, the people that you choose around. If you say no, you're sending a, a, a sign to the universe saying, this is not for me. Thank you. I'm grateful. I'm happy that like I'm I'm getting a lot of people contacting me for client work for to do logos to do this to do that and right now I can't even like spend too much time explaining why I'm not taking uh, commission so I'm very grateful I'm very happy but right now I'm focusing on my personal project and this is something that I am sending to the universe this message, like, this is my project, this is what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm not going to spend my time on these kind of things. And then other things will, uh, let's say, rearrange for you in order to have that what you want. Yeah, you, it's, it goes back to where you put your energy and your focus, doesn't it? So yeah. what we yeah. said earlier, it's important to to shift it. Can you let everybody know, I will put all your links to all your social media and where to, to purchase the amazing illustrations, magnets, phone cases, but do you want to let listeners know where they can find you? Um, yes, I have my website that is elevea.com, um, but it's better if they click because it's very hard, like, I don't know, it's like <laughs> in Spanish. So, <laughs> And I have there basically all the links. Um, I'm also open for collaborations. Um, I'm, I want to support small businesses. And I know it's hard right now for, for a lot of people that are starting. So if, they, if somebody wants to write me and, um, and send me a proposition of something, I'm always open for that. And if, I, if, I can't, uh, if I can't, I will also let them know. But still, um, the, yeah, the email, everything is there in the website. So on the, or also on Instagram. Yes, Instagram is where it is at. And if you haven't checked it out, I will put all the links below. They are so fun. They really lift my mood sometimes or make me giggle. Or when I'm cranky, I'm like, yeah, that's, the, that's, what I, <laughs> that's exactly how I, nice. <laughs> how I feel. Um, I have them passively, well, passive aggressively on my fridge, like the magnets, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, you know, on those days. Um, yeah, I hope one day you can come to Australia with your exhibition. I would love that. That would be amazing. Yes, I'm guessing yeah. you've never been here before. I've never been there because also when I'm when I'm going to travel to a far place, I just go to visit my family. I feel a little bit guilty if I don't do that. So 
yeah visit hopefully them then come here yeah <laughs> yes they are far enough like i'm 24 hours away from them so yeah. and australia is basically the same yeah we're all very far away so yeah just before we wrap up i wanted to thank you so much but is there a final message you would like to leave leave people with at the moment about anything um just listen to your heart be yourself I know sometimes it sounds a little bit uh, of something that we heard a lot, but if you really connect with that message of being yourself, being your true self, not the self that somebody else told you that you have to be, I think that's the most powerful thing to focus, focus, put your energy on, on the things that really matter to you, not to other people. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about an array of topics today. We've covered everything. <laughs> so Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So everyone, I'll pop the links down below. Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing art illustrations and we'll catch you on another episode. Thank you so much.